This is Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab. Your host, Greg Gazin, speaker, blogger, author, and syndicated veteran columnist of Troy Media. Episode 165, Four Telltale Signs to Spot Fake or Phishing Emails. Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in once again. Given that it's Halloween time, let me share with you something that perhaps might seem a little scary, and that's email. (laughs) Now, before you chuckle as I just did, I want you to think about this. It's in the middle of your day. You're trying to get things ready for your team. You're trying to get your projects done. You're trying to get ready for that next meeting. You're multitasking, and chances are you're probably in a hurry. You're not really paying attention all that much, and you don't realize that perhaps opening that email that just dropped into your inbox might not only put you behind time, it could potentially create your worst possible nightmare. Now, I'm not talking about Facebook or Twitter or all those other social media platforms where you seem to be always on high alert looking for things that aren't just quite right. We're talking about good old-fashioned Email. Email we're talking could be your home account, could be your work account, doesn't matter. I mean, getting an email with the latest jokes and recipes and eh, maybe a few photos during the day that just floods your inbox may not seem unusual, unless, of course, it's fake. Now, opening said email or clicking on any of the content may amount to a cyber attack with scammers like squirrels foraging for food. They're ready, amongst other things, to invade steal, and consume your private information. Now, I know you're probably going to say that bogus messages are pretty obvious and primarily identifying them as a no-brainer. Offers for Viagra at rock-bottom prices or emails from Nigeria telling you that you've inherited millions of dollars or pounds, those are easily identifiable as junk or spam. In fact, likely your service provider automatically flagged that for you. But it's those phishing emails I'm talking about. Those little emails that are masquerading as friendly content that are really out there intended to defraud you. Folks, those are the ones that you need to be concerned with. There's no perfect answer to making sure that you are 100% safe or you're going to catch 100% of all the nasties that are coming through. There are a few telltale signs that can help you identify if these are in fact fake. The first one, we'll call it the alleged sender, the from. When you get an email, chances are the from will likely be from someone recognizable. And of course, that's expected. But if you take your cursor using your mouse or your trackpad and you hover over the name without clicking on it, the email address that it originated from, it actually should pop up. And chances are, if it's fake, it's going to show you something obscure. I had one email once upon a time that was allegedly from my neighbor, and it had an email address that originated from a Japanese service provider, a .jp domain. It's not to say that this email actually originated from Japan, but knowing the sender, if it was really them, it probably wouldn't have come from that domain. So that's the first thing that says, hey, you know what? Something is not quite right. The second thing is the blank subject line. Nothing in the subject line. Now, this may not be unusual. Sometimes somebody is in a hurry 
comes blank or they'll forward an email or they'll reply to an email from someone else that had a blank and it'll just say re, R-E, colon. Again, not unusual, but it creates a little bit of a pattern for these types of emails. So something to keep an eye on. The third thing is you're part of a mailing list. There are a number of others that are listed as recipients, including yourself. Sometimes there's maybe a half a dozen or so. Again, their names and probably their email addresses appear to be legitimate, but you also might notice a pattern. So for example, they might just include first names and they happen to be in alphabetical order, or you might get a series of recipients that are pattern variations of your own name, your own email address, or your own domain. I'll give you an example. A variation of Greg Gazin might show as Gant, Gauze, Gazing, Gazelle, Gazing, or Gary. It could even be something like Gadget Guy, which is one of my aliases, Gadgety, Gadgetees, Gadgad, or Egad, or even Gadfly. They also might be a series of emails all going to the same domain, like at shaw.ca or at gmail.com or whatever. I think you get the idea. So when you see that, little red flag should go up. You know what? You want to check a little further. The other thing that's a bit of a telltale sign is when you get an email that the only thing in it is a link, or it might just say, check this out. And the link is likely to a domain that you're not familiar with. Okay, So again, something to check out. It's very possible that somebody scammed someone else's email list from their database. And so what they're doing is they're just sending this out, figuring that, hey, if you think it came from John, then hey, check this out. And you're going to go and check it out. And of course, nasties are going to happen. Another telltale sign is that when the signature line mirrors exactly the name in the to field or in the salutation. So for example, the email was sent to Smith, John E, period right? The signature line will say Smith, John E, period, or it might say to or dear Smith, John E, period. Normally, you would expect it to be signed John Smith, J. Smith, Johnny, right? If it was somebody that, or somebody that you knew. So again, another telltale sign. So folks, if you're getting a whack of email from friends with no subject line, nothing more than a link, and a signature that just doesn't seem quite right, Chances are it's probably not really from family or friends, but it's fake. And I strongly suggest you mark it as spam and delete it immediately. If you think they may have legitimately sent it, start a brand new message, type in the email address manually or select it from your address book and ask the recipient if they did in fact send it to you. And under no circumstances should you reply to the incoming message. If you think their email may have been compromised, you might even send them a note via text or maybe through another source. I'll often do that. If somebody sends me something over Facebook or send, sends me an email, I might quickly text them by their text messaging from their phone and say, hey, did you send me this? Other things might include a request for personal information, and sometimes it might be scare tactics or a sense of urgency that someone's in trouble. Now, I know this episode is focusing on email, but I just want to briefly touch upon some of the other platforms because there seems to be a lot more phishing happening on platforms like Skype or Facebook Messenger and even in simple text messages. And quite often, how it's disguised is 
It could be a link, an image, or a video that's been dropped in your window without any additional information. And of course, if it piques your curiosity and it's from a friend that you know, you're likely going to want to click on it. When it comes to text messages, <laughs> I don't know how often that they likely appear to be coming from your bank. Maybe they're coming from UPS or they're coming from DHL. Think twice before clicking on it. Again, it's best to check with your friends to see if they sent it. Maybe check in with your bank or maybe check in with, if it happens to come from UPS, manually sign into UPS, see if there's something on its way. One other huge telltale sign, and I think we're way past the four that we started with, is if you happen to get something dropped into your window, like on Facebook or Messenger, and it's from someone who you really haven't heard from in the recent past. If you haven't heard from them for a while, it's possible their account may have been compromised. The other thing that just happened recently is I got a request from someone who I'm already friends with. And when I did a little further digging, it was a fake duplicate account. Had the same picture, but with four friends as opposed to his actual account that had like 500 friends. So again, something to look out for. As my time comes to an end, I just want to say, be careful out there. These are just a few of the many ways that you can be scammed. You need to watch for the red flags. And what prompted me to release this episode was that a friend of mine who is extremely knowledgeable with technology recently got hacked. And it was probably something that just maybe wasn't paying attention. The other thing to make sure of is that you keep your virus and your other security protection on your devices up to date. I mean, the viruses are only good as of few minutes ago. Sometimes you have your devices that will automatically update, but if they don't, you want to make sure that they're always up to date. Now, on the other side of this, you might think, well, I'm going to have a little fun with these scammers. We're going to play with them just a little bit. But engaging with them or engaging with the content that they're sending you could really put you at risk because perhaps as you're playing or you're thinking you're responding and you're going to be clever, some unsuspecting malware could be slipping into your computer as you're doing it. Again, this is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what you can do to protect yourself from these unwanted malware cyber attacks. Now, you don't need to panic 24-7, but again, please be mindful of what's going on out there. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies. A new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com. <laughs>